This podcast was recorded for entertainment purposes only and cannot be rebroadcast or transmitted in any form or use without the express written consent of Smooth Jazz and More. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved. with a duo that has been playing flamenco guitar music together for at least four generations. They're called Strunz and Farah, and they have a new release called Tales of Two Guitars. If you haven't listened to their music in the past, then I suggest you take a listen to Smooth Jazz and More, because we are playing a number of tracks from the new album, including the track Rosa Turquoise. Uh, tell us about that particular track and how that came together. Uh, Fuse was originally meant as a jam. It, uh, it has influences from the beats and melodies and rhythm. And uh, the melodies developed into two sections. It's in two keys and it's in six eighths. And it's accompanied by Middle Eastern percussion in parts and Latin percussion in other parts. And the name Fuse is a Persian name that uh, means turquoise. It's also a name for for Persian, very popular name for Persian ladies, Middle ladies. Now, your music is best described as original, multicultural, acoustic, instrumental, improvisational guitar music, or as they call it, world jazz. Tell us how that all comes together. Uh, well, uh, it, it's a uh, it's a combination, as as you uh, described, of a number of different elements. Um, and um, the fact that um, Latin American influences are, are are very prevalent in our music, as are Middle Eastern influences on some pieces, um, and that combination that we combine those with a certain jazz aesthetic, and namely the the aesthetic of improvisation, uh, using our own language for improvisation, but we improvisation plays a big part in all of the compositions, usually around in the middle of the. Uh, of, uh, of whatever piece it is, there's an improvisation that uh, both Artisher and I um, will have a shot at. And uh, so it combines all these things, including uh, some flamenco influences, which is, of course, the music from Spain. And um, uh, we have some of those influences as well. So it really is a, 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 an amalgam of a number of different uh, types of music and influences, culturally speaking. Now, I've been familiar with your music for the last 30 years. I first heard you back when I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area on a radio station called KKSF 103.7 FM. And I remember one of the tracks called Jardin was donated to Volume 8 of their fundraiser for AIDS Relief Series. Tell us about that track. Well, that one was uh, a piece that appears on our CD called Heat of the Sun, which came out, I believe it was in um, around 95, 96. Right. And um, 
uh, it was the, the, the opening track on that CD. And uh, it turned out to be <clears throat> uh, one of our most popular pieces across the years. Um, it's, uh, it's one of the ones that's always at the, at the top or near the top of the most played lists that you may find in different places on the, on the, uh, on the internet. And, uh, um, so it was something that we prepared for that particular recording and, uh, and chose it as the opening track. And basically it combines uh, a Latin American rhythm, um, and an Afro-Latin, I should say more specifically. Uh, Afro-Latin kind of percussion rhythm. It had drums and percussion, bass, two guitars, and um, uh, we uh, sort of arranged the the, the composition, which uh, which I composed into into this piece called Parvin, sometimes pronounced Ardan. And you guys have been playing for a very long time. Uh, tell us about the first time you guys met. Well, <clears throat> we um, we met in nineteen, I guess seventy nine or nineteen eighty, in Santa Monica, where I was living at the time. We're both still based in, in the Los Angeles area, and um, uh, I was uh, I'd been working with a, a, a Latin fusion jazz fusion band called Caldera. We'd recorded four albums for Capitol Records. And uh, that band was coming to the end of its uh, of its natural life cycle, and I was looking for for some 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 other kind of music to get involved with. And I thought maybe the a good way to start, a nice simple way to start, would be with two chairs and two acoustic guitars. And so I started to uh, uh, look around for other acoustic guitar players or people who uh, played acoustic guitar primarily. And I was fortunate enough to meet artists here. Uh, Around that time, through a mutual friend of ours, and um, um, Artisher came over with this um, um, with a friend of his who happened to have my number, and we got together for the first time in Santa Monica. Right, that's right. I had seen uh, the group Caldera, as Martin just mentioned, at the at one of the clubs, Roxy in Hollywood, about three years prior to our meeting, and I was very very impressed with the with the music that the that the group played, particularly with the guitar playing. So that stayed in my head, and I bought the record. And when my friend came from London about three years later, uh, he had uh, Jorge's strong, Jorge's number, and I recognized the name and asked him to call Jorge and go and meet with him. And Jorge was nice enough to invite us that afternoon. So we went over and we met. We met uh, originally for my friend to meet Jorge, but then Jorge and I hit it off on the guitar. We played, we jammed on, uh, on a couple of pieces that afternoon. And uh, later on, we got together and developed a repertoire. So, Jorge, you're originally from Costa Rica. Tell us how you got into music. Well, I think my uh, the first influences I had were probably a, a, a result of my mother's uh, collection. She she had a, a a varied LP collection, and among other among other things, uh, flamenco guitar players. And I remember listening to some of the uh, Flamenco guitar players early on, um, and uh, I particularly liked the sound of the uh, the uh, acoustic guitar in their hands. It was passionate. It was rhythmic, 
it was complex in many ways, um, and it was attractive to me, even though I was not from Spain. Um, but I found it to be inspirational in uh, in wanting to uh, study the guitar, um, at least to see if I could uh, uh, get involved with that style of music. Uh, initially, of course, it was just uh, chords and simple calypso tunes that I learned after I learned how to tune the guitar, which a friend of mine actually loaned me for the for 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 a, for a year. It was the first time I ever had a guitar, and then eventually my parents bought me a guitar. Although I did have a small, tiny guitar that was bought for me by my uncle when I was in Latin America, there was sort of a cross between a toy and a real guitar. But uh, you couldn't really tune it, but you could make a lot of noise on it, and you could play rhythms on it. And so I, I always liked that particular toy. It was my favorite toy. And then later on, I was, uh, as I said, I was, I was able to uh, get a, my hands on a real guitar, and then uh, I became fascinated with the instrument uh, from that point forward. And Ardashir, you're originally from Iran. Uh, you came to the United States before the 1979 Iranian Revolution. Uh, how uh, have you been able to go back to your home country to perform? Actually, uh, I left Iran in 1969, which was about 10 years before the revolution, and went to London. And uh, a few years before the revolution, I used to go back in the summer and, and you know, get together with our local bands, local friends, musicians, and do some performances. But after the revolution, uh, since the metaphor, since Oha and I met in 79, which was around the same time that the revolution happened, uh, we haven't been able, we haven't been fortunate enough to find the right promoter and the right, uh, you know, right organization to take us there. Even though there are concerts being, uh, you know, being performed in different parts of Iran and guitar is very popular, but uh, we're hoping that uh, that will happen sometime in the near future. It hasn't happened yet. As a duo, uh, how do you keep in sync playing together? That's one of the things that really fascinates me in any kind of flamenco guitar music, playing together. Right, right. And, and I, I do hasten to say that we are not flamenco guitar players, that we're influenced by flamenco. Otherwise, my friends in the flamenco world would take issue with us. <laughs> So, so we're definitely not flamenco guitar players, but we have we have flamenco influences like jazz and Latin and all that stuff. But the the way we coordinate our our, uh, our music together is usually with a metronome. We uh, we after after we choose a tune after the tune is composed, say, and and we arrange the tune more or less, and we practice the tune with the aid of a metronome, which gives you um, a universal time reference, of course, and it keeps you 
um, very accurate and precise as to uh, how your phrasing is and the, so that there's no questions of uh, interpretation, maybe going faster or slower, although we, we used to play that way a lot. But uh, right. the tendency in, in more modern music has been to be more uh, metronomic in its approach. And, uh, and these days, um, multi-track recording um, necessitates the use of a metronome, too, because uh, most musicians can't get together all on the same day. And so a lot of times multi-track recordings are, because they're, because they're busy and so forth, but, but uh, so multi-track recordings are, are uh, usually based on metronomes, which means a musician can come in on a, on a Thursday after the, after the Monday that the, the basic track was recorded on, and he'll have a universal reference, which is what we call the click track. And so the clock is exactly the same for all players, and that enables all the different players to play on a given piece at very different times. And um, the way Artish and I practice is with a metronome in order to achieve that unity, and um, it's very helpful also for technical studies in the guitar and so forth. But that's, that's one of our secrets, and uh, I think uh, another, another uh, factor would be the fact that uh, we both uh, are interested in a certain style of guitar, acoustic guitar, a certain way of improvising, um, a certain uh, way of phrasing, and, uh, and all that also helps us uh, um, sort of keep a common thread through our, through our music and through our studies. to achieve with the CD? Well, Tales of Two Guitars, which is our latest CD, of course. I think what number is that, Artie? Sure that's about... Uh, that's the number. 20th or something. Yeah, 23. 23 leads, basically, right. Um, well, we, we, we hope to uh, present new music, which we're always, uh, you know, uh, happy and um, actually humbled to have the opportunity to create new guitar music for our fan base and to make new friends with it if possible. So uh, we know we have a, a, a number of people out there, our, our fans, who, who, uh, who like our music and love our music, and they are always interested in something new. And we try to present something new uh, to, to, to that base and also to anybody who's new to the music. In this particular case, I think the uh, um, Tales is a, a work of high contrast and variety. Um, especially compositionally, but also instrumentally. Some pieces are accompanied by drum set, others by percussion only, others only guitars. One or two are dressed-up jam sessions, really. And uh, varied timbres are used, such as the flute, alto flute, santor, camanche, which are Middle Eastern influence, uh, instru instruments, rather, as well as a full array of um, Latin and uh, Middle Eastern percussion, as well as electric bass on most pieces. So it really is a, um, a kind of a new take, and it's a, a, it's a, we, we were concentrated on variety and contrast. How can fans reach you on social media? Oh, we have we have a Facebook, we have an official channel for a Facebook page. Um, basically, that's just the only for social media, and we also have strongenfera.com, a website, which is a which is a good website in terms of a, we, we try to you know, keep it up with all the news and uh, all the information, as much information, you know, about everything that's happening in the past and everything's happening 
at the current time. So through the, those two, the, those two uh, channels, com and Stranzanfera official page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Students and Farah, latest CD is called Tales of Two Guitars. And if you haven't heard them, listen to them on Smooth Jazz and more. Uh, uh, where are you also, are, do you have any uh, concerts uh, taking place anytime in the near future? We do. We're, we're, we're in fact, uh, we're, we're playing uh, uh, two dates here in Los Angeles coming up next week. And then we're doing a, a small uh, uh, round of Texas dates um, coming up shortly after that. And uh, then we're back in California for some West Coast dates. And uh, our agency is working, I think, on some um, East Coast dates in the Northeast, uh, primarily, uh, from, say, from Washington up to Boston, uh, probably in December. So that those are still um, uh, getting uh, lined up. But uh, it's... Uh, fans or the people interested want to know they can get onto our website and we have a list there of the concerts that are upcoming. That's right. All the confirmed dates are listed on, on the website and almost on the Facebook page. Strings and Farah, the music duo, be on the lookout for them. Thank you very much for being our host, our, our guest. Thanks for having us, Mike. Pleasure talking Thanks to you. Thank you very much. That's it for this edition of Smooth Jazz and More Interviews. Just remember, the podcast, the website, the blog, and our internet radio stream needs your support. Please consider donating to Smooth Jazz and More through our GoFundMe fundraising drive. You can also help out by purchasing items at our gift store at Cafe Press. A portion of your purchase will help with our administrative costs. If you've given to Smooth Jazz and More, thanks for your generous support. Until next time, I'm Mike James for Smooth Jazz and More Interviews.